Okay, thank you. Uh, good evening, Shalom Aleichem, everybody. Uh, the Aseris Hadibrois is usually translated in English as the Ten Commandments. And this is uh, questionable whether this is correct or not. Uh, this second of the Aseris Hadibrois seems to have four mitzvahs. When you look in the Rambam and the Sefer Mitzvahs, he lists up to 613 mitzvahs. So he says, in the second of the Aseris Hadibrois, you have four mitzvahs. One is I'm not permitted to believe in any other God. Another one is you're not permitted to manufacture whether we plan to worship it ourselves or we plan to have someone else worship it. not permitted to bow down you're not permitted to worship So the Ramam counts this as four different mitzvahs. So it comes out there, there are and not 10 commandments, they're really 13 commandments. The Ramban points out that this is problematic because uh, the Gemara has a tradition which appears in many Midrashim that there were 613 mitzvahs. Where did this come from? We know the famous passing, So the Gemara points out in the end of Maseches Makis that the word Torah in Gematria and the numerical value is equal to 611. So Moshe Rabbeinu told us 611 mitzvahs, and the other two mitzvahs were told to us directly by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which were the other two, Anochi and Lo Yilucha. So Anochi Hashem Elokecha, the Ramam counts as one mitzvah, and Lo Yilucha, the Gemara says, is one mitzvah. The Ramban asks, but the Ramam himself counts Lo Yilucha, the second of the Aseris Adibras, as four different mitzvahs. So that is a major problem. There's another issue that uh, we usually assume uh, the Mishnah in Pirkei Ovis tells us, and the Mishnah appears as well, the end of the first parak in Chagiga, that gematrios are only parperos lachochma. Then you figure out the numerical value of letters in order to add up to some, some total of something. This is only a cute asmachta. Uh, you never have any real dinam that are based on an gematria. Um, the Gemara has one opinion in Mastech Shabbos that we established that there were 39 malachas on Shabbos based on a, on a gematria of dvarim hadvarim elu hadvarim. Aleph Lamed Vav is, uh, Lamed is 30, and Aleph and Vav is seven, so you have 37, and Dvarim is a plural, so that you add on another two, Dvarim Hadvarim Eil Hadvarim. So the Pnei Yeshua comments on that Gemara, that's only an Asmachta, that's not a real Yalfusa, because Gematria is not from the Midrash Ator and it rushes uh, There's a, another Gemara in Nazir, that if a person accepts upon himself an Aziris, the minimum number of days involved has to be Lamed Yom, Stam Naziris Lamed Yom. And if a person accepts upon himself Naziris, he doesn't say how long, that's Stam. So Stam Naziris is Shloshim Yom. So the Gemara seems to derive it from the Gematria. The Pasuk says regarding a Nazir, Kadosh Yihyeh, Gadel Perasarosha. So the word Yihyeh, Yud Hey, Yud Hey, is the Gematria of 30. So the Rambam writes over there in the Pirish HaMishnayis on Nazir, the first parak on Nazir, that's not the Limud, it's Allah HaMosh Misinah. We never really learn out any dinam from any gematria. I personally think that it's not proper that in a lot of elementary schools all over the country, 
They teach the children so many gematrios when it comes to the Seder. I have nine children. When it came to the Seder, everybody was hacking at Chinik about the gematrios. He shamed Allah was saying, and this gematria and the other gematria. Gematria is once in a long while. It's a cute thing. It's an interesting idea, but you really shouldn't place so much emphasis on it. So what's the whole idea that there are 613 mitzvahs is problematic. The whole thing is based on a gematria. It's really problematic. Anyway, the Rambam explains what these four lavim are. We're not permitted to believe in any other God. How are we just, uh, how are we so convinced that our religion is the true religion? Each religion claims to be the one and only true religion. So the answer is we have a very strong historical tradition. Somebody today will deny that George Washington, whatever, was ever the president of the United States. There's nobody alive today who remembers that he was the president. Nobody is so old. So maybe he was never the president. So the answer is we have a very strong historical tradition. It would be pretty ridiculous if someone would rewrite history in today and say that he was never the president. So to our ancestors, I knew my both sets of grandparents. They knew their grandparents their parents and their grandparents, and their parents and grandparents knew their parents and their grandparents. And we have a very strong historical tradition that there were Shishim Rebo men, over 600,000 men between the age of 20 and 60, who experienced Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Kriyas Yamstuf, Makas Bechoyres, Naiben HaSinai. If there were 600,000 men, there were probably 600,000 women also between the age of 20 and 60. Then there were people younger than 20, people older than 60. I'm older, I'm older than 60. And there was an era of Rab, so we assume that there were several million people who told over this historical fact that there was Makas Bechorves, Kriyas Yamsov, Maimon Hasina, there was a Gilish, Shechina. The people were convinced that this was not the fake, that there was a really, uh, really, HaKadosh uh, Bechor revealed himself. And they all understood that there's only Enoid Nevada, there's only one God in the heaven above. And our parents and our grandparents, our ancestors were prepared to give up their lives on this. It's not like the Nochrim believe in Santa Claus. And they tell it, they fool the children into believing till a certain age that Santa Claus is gonna give them presents. And then at a certain age, they tell them the whole thing is a joke. Our ancestors were prepared to give up their lives over this issue. And even those who are not prepared to give up their lives, it's, it's not so easy, but they understood that they're supposed to give up their lives. This was uh, an Iker, that there's only one God. So, Paul and I were not permitted to, to believe that there's more than one God. Um, not only that there's no other deity other than the invisible God that we believe in, there's an idea of Yichud Hashem, that Kodesh Boch is the one who's in full control of everything in the world. And unfortunately, very often people have so much trust in another human being that they, in a certain sense, they really deify uh, the other person. And this is uh, terrible. Uh, years ago, so many Jews believed so much in President Roosevelt. So at that time, Rabbi Soloveitchik published a drosha that he gave that we are practically deifying Roosevelt. Uh, unfortunately, today you have a lot of people are so, are so convinced that the Lubavitcher Rebbe, who is a tremendous, uh, great leader of the Jewish people, is so convinced of his greatness 
Some people worship him. Some people pray to the Lubavitcher Rebbe. That's what we consider our desire. If you pray to anybody other than God, the only one who's in full control of the world is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the only, the only truth that we absolutely subscribe to is the Torah. We don't have absolute submission to any other concept. There were, for years, there were uh, religious Jews and secular Jews who believed in the Medina. Whatever the Medina does in Eretzal is the right thing. They have the right to do everything. Too much trust in the Medina. Rabbi Soloveitchik published another essay that that's Mamjavadizar. The only thing that we have absolute reliance on, absolute commitment to, is the Torah, because the Torah represents HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's uh, often people violate this idea of Yichud Hashem. We feel that God is the only one who's in full control of everything in the world, and we can't rely on anyone else other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu. After Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, HaKadosh Baruch Hu buried him, and the Chumash says nobody knows where he was buried because there was a concern. We might deify him. We might go to his grave and start praying to Moshe Rabbeinu. He was so great. As great as he was, he was a human being, and human beings are all fallible. And, and the only one we have absolute trust in, the only one we have absolute reliance in, is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We have this prohibition, we're not permitted to manufacture Avodah means we're not permitted to manufacture something that's going to be worshipped. Uh, unfortunately, the Jews were always interested in, in making money. So uh, one of the ways to make money is to print prayer books for the of the Avodah So in the Shulchan Aruch, they say this is not a, a violation of we don't believe in this, and the other people are not going to worship the prayer books. The prayer books will help them worship Avodah the Nochrim are going to worship also Ho'ish by using the prayer books. In a certain sense, it's an issue of one of the Shevim Mitzvahs Benenach is Zara. And the Pashta says, whatever is for us is Zara for them as well. There were the Ramoah in Shulchan Aruch and the Shach in Shulchan Aruch assumes that by, with respect to the non-Jews, there's no violation of Zara if they worship the Shittuf. If they worship the invisible God in heaven above whom we worship, and they also worship the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. They, they worship someone else in addition, the Son and the Holy Ghost. So uh, that's not the accepted opinion. The major posts can say that that's not correct. Just like, by definition, that's Avodah for a Jew. It's the same definition of Avodah for a non-Jew. So by our selling prayer books, to the Oivdeh should help them pray. This is an issue. It's not an issue of of They're not worshiping the prayer book. It's an issue of Lipne Iver. So the Ramah and Shulchan Aruch Paskins, that since we're not the only ones who are selling prayer books, they can they can pray to their they can pray to their Avodah without our pub, publishing the prayer books. They can get it from someone else, even though right now they don't have any prayer books. But since they're able to obtain it from someone else. So the Gemara would refer to this as Chadir the Narab. The Gemara has, if a Nazir wants to drink wine, a Nazir is not permitted to drink wine. So Nazir comes, Nazir is on one side of the river, and he asks me, could I throw a bottle of wine to him? Uh, to the others, can I deliver a bottle of wine to him on the other side? He has no access to the wine. I am enabling him to do the Avera. 
So that's an Isav, what if the Nazir and the bottle of wine are on the same side of the street, same side of the river, he can get the wine himself. He, I'm the waiter. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the waiter in the restaurant. So he wants me to give him a drink of wine, but he can go to the store and buy his own wine. So we assume that if it's a Jewish person, that's an Isa Lifnei but if it's a non-Jew who's violating the Avera, they never introduced this Chumar mit so That's why the Jews used to be in this uh, uh, profitable uh, um, field of um, making beads to help the Nochem pray or making publishing prayer books and so on. So strictly speaking, it's not a violation of Lasasa Lochafes or Bechot Muna because they're not worshiping the prayer books and there's no Lifnei either. Those two prohibitions, the Mishnah and Sanhedrin tells us that if the Avodah is worshipped in a strange way, uh, let's say Markulis, they used to throw stones at the Markulis. Uh, in a certain sense, Yomavaza the Avodah but since that's the way they worship the Avodah whatever the Avodah Kidarka is, that's prohibited. So that the Mishnah tells us to worship Avodah look at Dark, let's I'll throw stones in another religion where they don't have such a practice. So that's not called Avadizar. But to do shchita, zibuach kita, haktora, nisuch, to pour wine, or hishtachvoya, to bow down, these four, zibuach, nisuch, kita, hishtachvoya, these four are prohibited, even if Avadizar is even if that religion doesn't have that practice at all. So the Torah tells us, Loss of them not to worship the Avodah strictly speaking, is not really an Avodah. It's a mitzvah that's only fulfilled in the Azara. The Pasuk tells us in Parshas Kisovai that uh, in Chumash Dwarm and Parshas Kisovai that uh, when a Jew is a farmer in Eretz Yisrael, he has to set aside Bikurim. And when he brings the Bikurim to the Beis Amigdash, he should be site Arami Avodavri. Nikra Bikurim, and then the post against off that whole parsha, should bow down. So the Vilni Goen is quoted in the commentary that Pasuk, doesn't apply specifically to Bikurim. It applies to all of the anyone called Anyone who happens to enter into the Azara has to be Mishtachada before he leaves. And this line is repeated, this is the recurrent phrase that appears in Mishnah's Tomid. They used to divide up the Hakrobas, Hakrabanas, the daily Hakrobas, the Tom Shal Shachar, Tom Shal Ben Abayim, and on Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh and Yontav and Chalamayit, their additional Karbanas on Mosofim. So when they divided it up, so one coin would do the Shechita, and then it says, Hishtach Vaviyotza. Another coin would do Kabbalah Saddam, Hishtach Vaviyotza. Another coin would do Hailocha Saddam. He would walk with the dam to the Mizbech, another kind would do Zrika Saddam, another kind would do Hepshit, another kind would do um, Malicha. Every kind did a different step, and each kain before he left the Azar had to be Mishtachamim. In the Nusach Hatfilo on Yom Kippur, we have the Seidu Havoido, step by step, how the Gangorl did all the Hakrobas Akabonis on Yom Kippur. So there are two major differences between the Nusach Ashkenaz and the Nusach Svard. One of the differences is that in Nusach Ashkenaz, the Kaingodal does the whole Avaita all day long. He does everything on Yom Kippur. And Nusach Ashkenaz, that line is missing. 
the Mishnah never says, and the, the Piyot that the Ashkenazim say doesn't say that he does Ishtachvo, and the Nusach Svarita does say. So that's a problem. That's a problem that uh, Rab Salavechik and others worked on. Why is it that in the Nusach Ashkenaz, could it be that the Python who composed the Nusach made a mistake and just forgot it? Or is there some valid reason to explain why perhaps the Kongodal Ayam Kippur is an exception to the rule? Maybe it's not supposed to be Mishtachve, but the Nusach Svarita does appear. There's another discrepancy also that, uh, between the Nusach Ashkenaz and Nusach Svarn. Was it Thomas Shalbein Habayim brought the Avodah and Yom Kippur was done in the five units? First unit was done in Big Day Zov, then in Big Day Lovan, then Big Day Zov, Big Day Lovan, and the fifth unit, the Big Day Zov. So there's a machloi, there's a dispute. It's unclear in all the Mishnahs, the whole Gemara, and Yuma, everything step by step is listed off, except there's one carbon that's missing, the Thomas Shalbein Habayim. When did the Tangodal bring the Thomas Shalbein Habayim? So that's so that's a machlekes between Rashi and the Rambam. Whether it was done in the third unit of Avayda and Big Day Zohar, or it was done in the fifth unit of Avayda, at the end of the day in Big Day Zohar. So that, at least that corresponds. The Nusach Ashkenaz follows Rashi's opinion. Rashi was from the Chachme Ashkenaz, and Nusach Svar follows the Rambam's opinion. The Rambam was from the Chachme Svar. But, um, but this is an issue. Why the Itachva? Is not an avayda, but it's a mitzvah that's only done in the Beis Hamikdash. It says the Kaingadol on Yom Kippur, when he would pronounce the Shem Hamfarish Yudke Vavke. It says Hakadam Ham Ha'om de Mazara. Those who heard the Kaingadol, Shavim Hashem Mefurish Yotzim Pei Kaingadol, the Kedusha VeTahara, they would all be Hayukarim and Shtachim and Modim and Nafim Al Penem Yomrim Baruch Shem Kvay Machus Aliyanavot. So there, those in the Azara would bow down Ha'om de Mazara. Those who were not in the Azara would not bow down. Hishtachva is only a mitzvah in the Azara. Outside of the Azara, you don't have it. Those who were not in the Azara would say, Baruch Shem but not kneel. So that's, that's what the Mishnah tells us. If one worships Abedazara, this is not the practice of, the, let's say today, Christianity. They don't shecht any karbonis and they don't do any zrikas Saddam. So if someone will do Zibuach, he'll shech the korban to Osahuish, or he'll do Zrika Saddam on him as So the din is that they'll be Chayef Misa, even though this is not the way to worship Abedizor. So Zibuach Kito Nisoch, these are three Avoidus that are done in the Beis Amigdash. If you do it for Abedizor, even Shaloke Darko Yechayef. And then the other one, Hishtachvo, is not really an Avoida, but it's a Kiyum in the Beis Amigdash. That's what Absalvechik once pointed at. It could well be that not only Hishtachva, Yochayv, even Shaloi Kedark, even on that, that Abedizor is not worshipped by kneeling in the presence of the Abedizor. It could be that Tefillah as well, because Tefillah is also a Kiyum in Panim, a Kiyum in, in, in the Beis Hamigdosh. The Gemara says in Maseches Rosh Hashanah that Kiyoshefer is like a form of Tefillah, and it's considered as if you're in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Because tefillah is supposed to be lefnei Hashem, tefillah is supposed to be in the base hamigdash. That's what Absalavechik pointed out <clears throat> that uh, this season of the year um, they have on the radio many of the uh, uh, Christmas carols, and some of them are prayers to Oso Ish. So a lot of times Jewish people don't even realize that they're praying to Avodah and it could be that prayer, e- even even though. They don't worship the Avodah like that. Prayer could be that it has the same status as 
ishtachavo'o, it's a kiyum bifnim, it's a kiyum in the azar. This idea that we mentioned before, that Moshe Rabbeinu told us 611 mitzvahs, the Gematri of Torah, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us the first two, where did the rabbis get this idea? So the Mepharshim explained, if you look in the Psukim and the Aseris Adibros, the first two are speaking in the first person. That it says, I am, I am is speaking in first person. The first two, is the first person. Once you get to the third of the Aseris Adibros, doesn't say, Lasisa Shmi Lashov. He will not forgive one who swears falsely in his name. So from the third on, it's speaking in third person about Kodesh Baruch not speaking in first person. So that's how the rabbis established this idea that the first two of the Aseris Adibras are single, that they would deliver directly by Kodesh Baruch to B'nai Yisrael, and the remaining eight of the Aseris Adibras, as well as all the other Mitzvahs in the Torah, the 611, aside from the first two, 611 mitzvahs were told to Moshe Rabbeinu, who in turn transmitted it to the Jewish people. It's interesting that Mishnah Bruder quotes from the Rakeach. Rakeach was from the 12th century, one of the later Balei HaTesis, Rabbi Lezer, Nigar Maiza. He wrote a Sefer Rakeach, has a lot of Kabbalah, has a lot of Halacha, and then it has a lot of Kabbalah. So he has a lot on Tfilah. So the Rekech assumes that in the Kaddish that we recite every day, a few times a day, we praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu using 10 verbs. We say Yizgadal, Yizgadash, then we say Yizbarach, Yishtabach, Yizborah, Yizramam, Yiznasev, Yizadav, Yizalev, Yizalov. So the Rekech is of the opinion that the 10 praises correspond somehow to the 10 Aseris Hadibras, because the first two were directly transmitted, HaKadosh Baruch spoke directly to the Jewish people. So the first two praises are separated and they should be recited in Hebrew. The rest is all in Aramaic. So the Mishnah Bura quotes this from the Rakech, that the first two, one should say Yizgadel that's Hebrew, as opposed to saying Yizgadel which be which would be Aramaic. Uh, it's interesting, one of the Rabbanim who was brought up in America, and then he went to learn in Europe before the war. There was a small group of Tamir Chachamim like that. So one of them wrote a whole book of that in English, of that Menhoge Lita. So he writes that that was not the practice in Europe in most places, even in Raden. The Mishnabur is written by the family of the, of the Chafetz Chaim. They had a whole family project. Different parts were written by different members of the family. So he writes that that was not the practice even in Raden. A lot of things that the Mishnah Bura writes doesn't correspond at all to the common minig in, in Europe, even, even in Raden. But the uh, Mishnah Bura wrote it, so after the war, so many Tamir Chachamim were killed, and the yeshivas are trying to restore what used to be in Europe. So you look in the Mishnah Bura, you think that that's a reflection of what the practice was, it's not so. But now it became more popular than it was in Europe that a lot of people say Kaddish, they say the first two, Yisgadel, Yisgadel, first two in Hebrew, and the others they say in Aramaic, because of this Rekech, that is based on, on the Aseris Adibrois.
the Pasek describes HaKadosh Baruch Hu as a Kelk Ano Hashem, a jealous God. Sometimes you have a couple who are married and the wife is very jealous. She doesn't want her husband to talk to any other women. Or the husband is jealous, she doesn't want his wife to talk to any other men. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, it sounds a little funny, he is a jealous God. He doesn't want us to display any interest at all in any Avodah We're not supposed to take a course in comparative religions. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want us to study at all anything about Avodah <clears throat> You know, there was a, a tzaddik who was very close to Rav Kook, the Nazir, <clears throat> Rabbi Sheyoshev Kohn's father, of David HaKoyen. So he, he learned in Valozhin, and then he went to university, and he was taking courses on comparative religion. And then when he met up with Rav Kook, he realized that he did wrong. What, what was he taking courses on, on other religions? It's not permissible. Not permissible to study anything. HaKadosh Baruch says he's a jealous God. He doesn't want us to study about any other religions. So he, in order to get a kapara for doing wrong, by studying comparative religions, he accepted upon himself Naziris. And uh, a Nazir in the days of the Beis Amigdosh would be able to bring Karbonus at the end of the Zman of the Naziris and terminate the Naziris. Now there's no Beis Amigdosh, he can't bring any Karbonus. The Nazir had very long hair. He can never he can never take a haircut. I remember I met him on one occasion when I visited Eretz Yisrael. He had a yarmulke up here. And he had a whole head full of hair in between his head and Yarmulke. All the hair was over here because he was a Nazir. He, could, he couldn't terminate in his ears. When Kennedy was assassinated, many Jews were watching the funeral over TV. And many Jews watch uh, the prayers in churches this season of the year as well. This is not permissible. Number one, we're not supposed to display any interest in the other religions. And number two, the Catholic Church has issued a psaac that if you don't, you don't have to go to church in order to participate in their prayers. You can stay home and watch on TV, and they consider that as if you participated in person. So if a Jew stays home and he watches on TV, according to the belief of the Catholics, he is participating in the prayer service. And a Jew is not permitted to participate in an Avodah service. So this, is, this is really not proper at all. And as I mentioned before, this season of the year, many of the Christmas carols contain prayers to Osahuish. So many Jews don't even realize that. So they'll mumble under their breath. They enjoy the songs, the nice songs, and they enjoy the songs. So they say the words. So that's really problematic. One is not permitted to pray to Avodah even if it's not Avodah Zarah Kedarka. That's not, uh, that's not permissible. The Torah has two different psukim regarding Chukas Akum that um, and that means you're not permitted, let's say today, you walk around New York, so a lot of, some of the Hare Krishna have a strange haircut, 
uh, some of the uh, university students walk around with jeans that are torn, dafka, they'll buy jeans that are torn, or they have a special way of speaking. They won't say full sentences or full paragraphs. Everything is with shtick. So that's chukasakam, to do, a, to act in a silly way, in an irregular fashion, just in order to be in style with everybody else. That's one of one kind of chukasakam. Then there's another posting that says, when we will come and tear it's Israel, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us, we should not ask. How do they worship their religion? And I'll do the same. So what does that mean? So the Gemara in Sanhedrin interprets that to mean, how do the Nochrim worship Abedizara? And I'll worship Abedizara the same way they do. Like we said before, the Markulis was worshipped by throwing stones at the Abedizara. So we'll throw stones to Markulis. That'll be a form, even though it looks like Imavaza, the Abedizara. That's a form of Abedizara Kedarka. So that's an Isa. So Ramban in his commentary on Chumash thinks that that's an additional level of interpretation in the Pesach. I want to worship Abedizara the same way they do. The Ramban thinks that that's a drosha of the Torah Shabbat. That's an additional level of interpretation. HaKadosh Baruch dictated the Chumash to Moshe Abdenu in such a way, word for word, letter for letter, that there's more than one level of interpretation in any given Pasuk. The Gemara quotes the Pasuk in Tilim. dictated one Pasuk. And very often there's more than one level of interpretation. There were books that were written by Nochrim, where the author tells you that he had more than one Kavana. He had one obvious Kavana, then he had another hidden Kavana. Sometimes he had two hidden Kavanas. So the Gemara speaks about the possibility Shivan Param Latara. You can have in any given pass, you can have 70 levels of interpretation, and another 69 levels of interpretation. So the Ramban thinks that the there is a fellow in the New York area who thinks that he's an Orthodox rabbi, and he says that uh, by the Orthodox, in the Jewish religion, we have a lot of minhagim that is stale, and we should uh, stop uh, following those minhagim. That's not a bad idea. The rabbanim have to study in every generation the minhagim to make sure that they still make sense. But this rabbi has the following, he claims to be orthodox, says we should look look at Islam and look at Christianity and see if they have some nice minhagim, we can adopt their minhagim and introduce them into the Jewish religion. Not that we're going to worship Baba Zara the way they worship Abedizar. We'll worship God. So the Ramban says, that's That's another Isra of Chukasakum. You're not permitted to take a practice that the Abedizar have. That's the way they worship their religion and introduce it into the Jewish religion. So this, uh, this was the motivation originally for the reform movement of having mixed seating. The, Jew, the Jewish people always used to have separate seating for the men and the women. And the Christians came up with the policy, the family prays together, stays together, so they should have mixed seating. So uh, years ago, they used to, every year they used to print in the newspapers that Rabbi Soloveitchik was of the opinion that even if the only synagogue in the whole community where it's possible to hit Shoifer and Rosh Hashanah is a reformed temple where they have mixed seating, you're not permitted to go to hear the tkiyas because if they have mixed seating, you're in violation of, a, of this Easter. 
to worship HaKadosh Baruch the same way the Abdi Abedi Zara worshiped their religion. So he said, Rabbi Salvechik wrote, and they used to print this every year in a newspaper in his name, in the Yiddish newspaper. And he, in the yeshiva, he explained, he's not making a new xera. Uh, he said, if you don't go to shul, so you'll miss the mitzvah. If the only shul in town where they're going to have Tkir Shafer is going to be in such a reformed temple with mixed seating. So if you don't go to shul, so you won't have the mitzvah and you won't have the avera. If you go to shul and you hear the tkiyas, you'll have the mitzvah, but at the same time, you'll have the avera. So it's better not to go to shul, not to have the mitzvah, not to have the avera, rather than yes to go to shul and have the mitzvah and have an avera. So that's one issue. Mixed seating in a shul, the main issue really is the chukasakum. The same thing they used to have. They, they, they used to have bar mitzvahs for boys. And they never has to, they never used, the Jews never had anything for the girls. But the Obda Avodizar, they have confirmation for the girls. So when the Jews first started to do this, they confirmation for the girls in the shul. So they used the tumul that it's Yehorik Val Yavar, that it's an Abizrai of Avodizar, that it's not permissible that this was a religious practice that the reform picked up from the, uh, from the Catholics to have confirmation for the girls. If you make a bas mitzvah, so that's a different thing. You make it into a Torah de Kasimcha, just like Chacham uh, Avadya has a true Rabbi Moshe Feinstein thinks that it's not proper to have, it's not a Surah's mitzvah to have a bas mitzvah for girls. And Chacham Avadya writes that by this Fardim, the celebration of a bas mitzvah was greater than the celebration by boys. Because by the boys, it's noticeable. Until bar mitzvah, he doesn't wear tefillin, and, um, and he doesn't get an aliyah. And after bar mitzvah, he wears tefillin, he gets aliyah. By the girls, nothing is noticeable. Before and after, everything is the same. So Chacham Abadiah writes that by many Sephardim, this party that they used to have by the girls was more elaborate than the party that they had by the boys. So he disagrees with Ramosha Feinstein. He thinks that the, a girl's bas mitzvah party, if it's, a, if it's not, not some, a birthday party, it's a bas mitzvah party, it does constitute the sudas mitzvah. Also, in the beginning of the reform movement, they changed the practice for many years. The practice was that they wouldn't have weddings in the shul. And they changed it because by the Catholics, getting married is one of their seven sacraments. They have their seven mitzvahs, b'nei noyach. So they consider getting married one of the seven sacraments. And because it's one of the sacraments, it has to take place in the church. So the reform shifted the practice and they instituted that the wedding shadavka take place in a shul, in a synagogue. So that's, uh, that's not right, that we should do mitzvahs imitating the way the Avdi of the Zara worship their religion. That's what the Ramana Chomish, right? That's the Pshutu Shal Mikra and the Pasuk. In Chumash Dvarim, that says we shouldn't ask. I'll look around to see how the Abdelaziz are worship their religion, and I'll adapt their practices into the Jewish religion to do it. Lashamayim. So that's a separate love, not the same pasuk as Chukasakum uh, to have a haircut like the Hari Krishna Chevra, or to wear torn jeans, or to or to talk like the. University students with the shtick that they have. Uh, it's still Hanukkah here today. So uh, the minig always used to be that on Hanukkah, the parents would give money to the children that the children should give to the malamdim. They used to give Hanukkah girl to the malamdim. Because Hanukkah, the Gemara says, uh, the last nest that's recorded in Tanakh is Nespurim, Esther Soif Kalanisim. 
just like Ayala Sashachar is Sof Kalalaila, the morning star, so too Esther is Sof Kalanis. Gemara said, but it's not true. This, the Nes Hanukkah occurred uh, several centuries later. Nes Purim occurred before the Bayesheni. And Nes Hanukkah was 200 years before the end of the Bayesheni, in the middle of the Bayesheni period. Gemara said, Nitnali Kosev Kamina. The Hanukkah is supposed to be only part of the Torah Shabbat. This Nes Purim is part of the Torah Shabbat. So because Hanukkah is the Yantif of Torah Shabbat, that's why the minig was that the parents would send uh, Hanukkah guilt to the Malamdim. And then somehow the minig changed. Parents gave the Hanukkah guilt to the children. They didn't deliver it to the Rebbe. So it remained Hanukkah guilt. Now in recent years, the practice is just like the Urb the Abedizar, this season of the year, give gifts. They tell them, they tell the children, above my said that Santa Claus brought the gifts. So, uh, so the Jews picked up the same thing. The Jews give gifts to the children, the grandchildren, and so on. So I live right down the block from Breuer's community. So Rabbi Schwab, Zuchan Levrach, used to be the rabbi after Rabbi Breuer was very old. Rabbi Schwab used to say he thinks that this may be a violation of Chukasakum. That by the by the Jews, they always gave Hanukkah gelt. They never gave gifts. So he thought that that's not proper. Others are not so convinced. If something makes sense, it's not a violation of chukasah. Chuk means something that doesn't have a good reason. If you have a good reason, then it's not a chuk. Like in Eretz Yisrael, they will make fun of the chuk yahakneset when the parliament uh, passes a law. Nobody knows the reason for the law. Even the chavri haknesset don't know. It's a chuk, chuk yahakneset. So chukasakum, chukasem loisalech means if they have a meaning, that has no good reason. Well, let's say you have um, French fries. So you're not allowed to eat French fries because they're identifying with the French. No, it tastes good. That's what they eat. It's a wee rare also. We, we eat French fries also. Let's say Southern fried chicken. So the fr- Southern fried chicken began by the Ovde of Zara, but they eat it because it tastes good. So uh, we can eat Southern fried chicken. Well, it tastes good. We enjoy it. Well, let's say you wear summer clothes in the summertime, winter clothes in the wintertime. Started from the Nochrim. But it's uh, something that makes sense. So that's not a violation of Chukasak. Chukasak something that doesn't make any sense at all. We're just doing it because of style. That's like a, that's like a, a, a question. Uh, let's say when we, when we wear clothing, there's no Chukasak. But what about when you wear a tie? What does the tie represent? The tie is only for style. So maybe wearing a tie should be an Isra of Chukasak. So that's uh, Rabbi Salvechik wore a tie, but he, in Shir, he discussed it. He thought maybe it should be innocent. He's not sure why everybody assumes that it's permissible. He thought that maybe the prohibition of Chukasakam only applies. He gave an example if you wear a Nehru sweater, it rolls up by the neck, I think. So that's Miyuchad for the Indians. Or if you wear a French sari, you wear a French dress, that's Miyuchad for the French. You do something that's in style from, and you're identifying with a certain nationality. So he suggested maybe since the whole Western world wears ties, you're not identifying with any one umavaloshim. Maybe that's the reason why there's no prohibition of chukasakam on the ties. Maybe there is a prohibition. He wasn't sure. He wore a tie, but he wasn't sure what the justification is. Anyway, our God is a jealous God. Kel Hashem. And he doesn't want us to display any interest at all in Abedizara. And uh, that's the second of the Aserus Adibras. And the first two uh, were Mepiag Vurashmanim. We heard directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm sure uh, when you cover the rest of the Aserus Adibras, there'll be much more 
illumination on the topic. Sarasadibas are an important part of the term. Thank you very much.